Hi, this is Stay, and I am your host, Takesha August. On this podcast, you'll hear conversations and content dedicated to trust, love, and honoring our intuition from birth to motherhood, from work to womanhood. Collectively, we will be cultivating peace, joy, confidence, and community, the foundational elements of thriving in a well-lived life, and sharing some laughter along the way. Here's to new patterns, healed hearts, and becoming the masters of our own self-preservation. You are invited to stay with your heart, with your body, and with me. Hello, friends, and welcome to Stay. This is Takesha, and I'm really excited to share with you our very first conversation episode of 2022. And this this conversation, I already know, I already know, is going to be so juicy. So just as a little bit of a precursor, if you haven't had any conversations about SEX, with any small people that might be in your vicinity, giving you a little bit of a heads up that that might be a topic that we will discuss on this episode. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to my friend, Victoria Eisenhower, who is known by many as a pocket full of sunshine, earth goddess, moon child, corporate woman turned yogi scientist. Like many of us, she checked all the boxes according to society standards of a successful lifestyle. After hitting many rock-bottom moments, she decided to rise, live life according to her own terms, and grew into a more radiant, authentic, and loving version of herself. As she continues on her own healing path, creating sustainable, healthy boundaries and a stronger connection to her body and sexuality, Victoria holds space for others to do the same through yoga, embodiment, expression, and self-love practices in her one-on-one program called Bloom. So, so excited for you to meet Victoria. Hi, Victoria. How are you? Hi. (laughs) I love you so much. That intro is just gorgeous. (laughs) Well, it's such a pleasure to have you. And um, when you responded to, I think I put out a call or an inquiry on Instagram about like the podcast and who wants to be on the podcast. And I was mapping out like the conversations that I wanted to have this year. And I was like, oh, I've been watching Victoria for a while. So just a little bit of a background. Victoria and I met first in a yoga studio. I was teaching class. She was one of my students that came in a few times. And I was like, who is this stunning girl who comes in and has such a beautiful light about her? And um, now she is teaching yoga. Um, We are part of the same extended community. And it's just been such a joy to see her expand and grow and step into her own power in running her own business now where she is coaching other humans on how to feel just as connected. Um, So I would love to know, and I kind of asked you this before we started, but I know that you're a scientist. Are you a scientist or you're just like really into science? Because I know like science has always been this thing that I associated with Victoria. So now you are the yogi scientist. Tell me about what that's all about. So I, (laughs) the word yogi scientist came to me Last year, I was in a container of other amazing women. And, you know, it was like, I was at this point, I was like, what, what am I like, am I just a yogi? And I was like, no, there is, you know, this science part to me, because like, for years, when I went through school, and when I was working, I, you know, got a degree in in science. (laughs) And um, I got a degree in forensic science, actually. Oh, fancy. I know. And, like um, cadavers and like bodies. Like, did you do any of that kind of lab stuff? So I never got to the body part. I did more of the biological specimens. Mm. So I studied a lot more about the finer details of what, you know, that are parts of a skin. Um, there were um, 
parts of, I want to make sure I say this right. So I did a lot of um, cases involving, you know, sexual assault. So there were those pieces as well. Sure. Um, And when I left the corporate world and I went through my yoga teacher training, I was like, there is a part of me who's like, you know, full on yogi and I love my meditation practice. But then there's that other part of me that is passionate about the sciences, which is, you know, these personal experiments and studying the breakdown of these materials that we're integrating in our bodies and our minds from like what we're eating, what we're telling ourselves to, you know, what, how we're surrounding ourselves. So yogi scientist, oh, I love yogi that. scientist today, you know, like pleasure priestess tomorrow. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> pleasure priestess. All right, yeah. so give us the lowdown on who Victoria is outside of, you know, your bio and all of that, um, but give us a little bit of the story around, like, what brought you to this place? Like, I mean, you alluded to being in corporate America. I know now you run your own business. Tell me about that that process and that decision to make, you know, an obvious shift. Um, so let's see. How, let's go back. We're in 2022. We'll go back to 2019. And I, you know, I had checked, um, I just checked one of the biggest boxes. I, you know, received my bachelor's and was working corporate. And the year was 2019. And I was months away from uh, getting married to my now husband, A.A. Ron. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, husband. (laughs) And um, I, I just... I was at a pivotal moment where I just, I was not in love, like the way I saw myself, the way I was showing up for others, my like just activity in general was not like at the end of the day, I was like, why did I do this? Why am I self-sabotaging myself? Mm. And um, one day I went to a yoga class in Charleston, South Carolina, because I was on travel. And I met this young woman and she made me feel like the only one in the room. It was like she saw, she could tell like, you know, my energy was low and she's like, you know, hey, come relax, come breathe. It was on the beach. And after her class, I signed up for her emails. And eventually after receiving several emails, I signed up to work with her one-on-one as a coach. And at that point, it was the first time I was like, this is something big. This is a big investment about who I am. And during one of our conversations, she looks at me and she goes, well, what do you want? (laughs) And I swear to God, I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Because everything I knew was done. I went to school. I got the big money job. And, you know, we were living in an apartment at the time, but it was like, well, this is it. And, you know, for me personally, this wasn't, this wasn't great. I was like, if this is the end all be all, I'm not a fan of how this is going. And so with a lot of um, deep work with her and she told me this amazing story about how her stepfather on his deathbed, he was like, I have so many regrets. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, if I could, you know, if I would have chosen to live the life according to my own rules, you know, things would have turned out a little bit better. And I think that stuck with me because for so long I had this thought in the back of my head of like, well, what if I did go into health and wellness, like on my own, you know, what if I lead myself? And last year, um, like fast forward, I jumped through a couple jobs just because Contracting is not as secure as we think. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, surprise, everyone. (laughs) And I kept thinking to myself, I said, you know what? What if I, you know, I created, you know, more social media and a lot of people were like, you're so inspiring. And I was like, I could turn this around into something even bigger. And if I can send this ripple effect out into the world, you know, if I can start changing people, like at the end of the day, if I've inspired someone or made someone smile because they feel seen, then I've done my work. Mm. And I was like, I can, I'm going to turn this and launch into a business, my story, my passions, my experiences. And so I birthed Lotus Lifestyle last April. 
So coming up on my walk here. <laughs> um, so I, I told my partner, I said, Hey, um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to start my very own business. Um, I, the only thing I believe and choose to see is success and growth. And there has been a lot of growth, a lot of shedding, um, an amazing amount of community and connections through that. And now we're here. (laughs) Yeah. So speak to that shedding a little bit, because I know it can feel like, especially when you are um, purging or shifting into a new identity that's different than that whole, you know, go to school, get a job trajectory, get married, check the boxes. You're still young. You could have signed up for a 15 year career and then decided, no, I'm going to do this other thing. Like you came to this realization at a perfect time where a lot of us, myself included, kind of look back and say, wow, what if I had made this decision earlier? What if I had stepped into my own earlier? So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, was was there any kind of healing process or, or emotional or mental detox that needed to happen in order for you to begin that separation from who you were because you felt like you needed to be versus who you decided to own? Um. Yes. <laughs> there was a lot actually. Um it was a it wasn't easy. It really wasn't like anyone who's thinking about like doing the jump, do it and know that you will be supported. There is a net, you will be caught at the same time. Like you will be running up against these old narratives. For me, it was I walked away from a secure nine to five, every two weeks I was getting paid to, well, that was my last paycheck and I'm still building a system. And I realized, you know, a couple weeks in, um, I'm putting in all this time and I'm like, oh, money's not coming through yet. I haven't launched yet, but do I want to launch from this this vibration and frequency of like, I need money now. Mm -hmm. And that's something that was coming from an old part of me. It was like, I got to work hard because that's the only way you'll earn money. And I know that now that I can still receive, like money is part of the receiving in exchange to a service, you know, and it doesn't have to be hard. You can make it fun. You can make it pleasurable. And so I was like, well, if if I wanted to envision myself a couple of years from now, who is this woman? And I was like, well, she's radiant. She wears whatever she wants. And when she puts on these, like, you know, I dress very boho-y. And sometimes like when the warm weather comes in, cool, you'll find me in dresses. I love dresses. <laughs> so when I envisioned what I could see myself doing, I had to take steps to become closer to her. And maybe that was, you know, adding a little more spice to my morning ritual, like playing happier music. Um, It could be, you know, um, putting out more content that felt risque, you know, because like there was a part of me is like, oh, everyone knows me for going to school and doing this stuff and being kind of like keeping quiet. But now I have all this information. I want to share it with everyone. And so when I made that I made a jump over a hurdle about posting to like Facebook when I told everyone, Hey, I started a job. But at that moment, before I even hit post, I was sweating Mm. so much (laughs) because all I could see was my mom, my in-laws, my friends and acquaintances, just what would they think of me? What is everyone going to think of this? And that was something I had to move through and be like, They're either, you know, I'm not for everybody and that's perfect because I'm enough for myself. Oh, I love that. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that for a second. So like your images, your pictures, um, they are gorgeous for one and they're sexy. All right. (laughs) And so I always want, because you talked about like, oh, my mom and my in-laws and what are they going to think of me? It's one thing to be like, oh, I'm starting my own business. I'm going to start posting these things. But then like you're putting your gorgeous, sexy body on the Mm -hmm. internet. Now, granted, it's not like you're not, you're not showing 
nipples or whatever. And even if you were, <laughs> blur it out for algorithm's sake, whatever. But I mean, <laughs> even even just like displaying a version of yourself, facial expressions and all that indicate that you are a woman and not like someone's little girl. Like, of course, to your mom, you'll always be the little girl that she had. You know, so sometimes it's really hard for our parents or elders or whoever who may have seen us in a certain capacity and then they see you in your womanhood in your confidence in your in your blooming so tell me about the um the obvious confidence that you have to have to put it out there and the journey to that like how do you overcome people like what people are going to think before you hit publish and you're like oh I'm wearing my lingerie on this picture <laughs> and people are going to going to see my bedroom eyes and all of this like tell me about that process from gee I don't know to like well here we go and we're going to do it again and again and again <laughs> that um in itself takes practice pra- like a lot of practice and um practice in a sense of like to the confidence part for me, me three years ago would, would be appalled, almost <laughs> appalled and stunned. Like, wait, what, why would you share that? First of all, I didn't like getting my picture taken. <laughs> I was not a selfie, like anything. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> and now I'm like, when people and my girlfriends tell me this, they joke about it all the time. They're like, I love that you enjoy getting your picture taken now. And that was something that I went through uh, last year and the year before that, just getting to know myself a lot more after shedding this, you know, shedding a lot of old stories, especially with um, when it comes to family, like when you're going in a different direction, that was not according to the plan. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, wait, you're starting your own business. Wait, your business is about yoga and sexual health but where's the money? You know, how are you secure? And for me, it's, I didn't see it that way. I was like, it's not about that. Like, it's really about bettering ourselves and thriving. So by the end of the line, wherever that might be for us, it's going to be like, this was great. (laughs) You know, I'm ready. Like, let's go. Instead of like me witnessing, like my parents were working very hard and my dad did the whole government job for how many plus years I can't remember, <laughs> but just seeing like how, you know, things were hard and we missed out on some things like as a kid. And so here I am like, all right, starting my own business, you know? And um, so it, it was a shock for them at first. And now I've gotten to the point having these also like having this honest conversation with them. And it's like, this is what I'm doing now. Um, and is setting up these boundaries too. You know, mm-hmm. if you, if you, there will be people who will not believe it, whether it's you're starting a business, whether you're going to go get your pictures taken, or you want to put on something that makes you radiate and feel like a, like a goddess, you know, like the goddess or gods that you are. If that makes you feel good, then that is good enough. Because there are people out there who are like, like, you know, scandalous. How dare you? And it's like, actually, I'm living my best life. My health is the best it's been in years. So I'm just going to keep doing this. And yeah. Yeah. I love that. So what does your husband think, your now husband, think about your um, your business focus? Is there ever any conversation around? I, I often wonder about, about the people who are married who also um, are either like, pleasure coaches or sex educators, like, is there this pressure inside of their own partnerships or their own marriage to like have it all figured out? Or, you know, does he feel comfortable? Like, like go forth, live your best life, Victoria. You're, you're doing it. Like how, tell me a little bit without telling too much, cause we don't want to tell his business, but like, how does he feel about this or how do you feel about his presence in your decision? Um, he's actually one of my biggest cheerleaders. Um, the day I decided three years ago to work with a coach to, um, when I started my business, he's been by my side and he's like, he's like, you're doing so much better. You're smiling more. 
you're happier, you know, and on the, the pleasure side, when I was learning more about like in like starting these own pleasure rituals, which, you know, self-pleasure is a taboo subject. It's like, again, this, this scandalous red flag, don't talk about that. You know, you're supposed to get married and have babies. And, you know, sometimes our bodies are still moving through things. So we can't have, you know, this immediately or creation, which can come from, you know, it, it may not be a child. It could be launching a business or starting an art project or a service, birthing a nonprofit. Um, but my husband, he's been my biggest ally. And in fact, his belief is he's like, this is your life. You have one of these. And if you're choosing to stay in a lane with these horse blinders, then you're not living your best life. You're not living authentically. So he's watched me grown into this like wild child. Um, when we stand together, he looks like the young one. He's actually older than me. <laughs> and now like our relationship is playful. We can have the honest and sometimes hard conversations. And I've learned in the past three years, and it's still a learning process for us, like our sexual relationship is even better than it was years ago. Because I learned like, hey, if he's not available for me, you know, for intimate relations, then I have the ability to provide that for myself. And that is beautiful. Mm. Okay. So let's do a roundabout and talk about and you've alluded to pleasure. This is what you do in your practice, in your work. Tell me, first of all, tell me who who is it that you tend to work with? Like, who is your ideal person? Is it a woman, a man? A like, are they of a certain? Who is this person, and what is it that you are able to help them with? Tell me about your work. So I tend to work towards women, and they can be as young as getting out of high school and not knowing, like, I don't know what to do. You know, everything is so different now and I don't want to go to school, but what is my purpose? All the way to women who have checked all the boxes, they have all the babies, they have the house, they have a job or had a job. And it's like, well, I'm just, I'm either a mom or it's a woman who's, I've literally dedicated my life to my career and I just there's a part of me for everyone. There's a part of themselves. that's like, is this it? Or is there something better? And I'm here to say, yes, yes, there is something here better. There is something so much more beautiful. Like all it takes is that little whisper, which could be from your heart. It could even be from your gut, like that gut instinct. That's like, this feels kind of icky. But when I see, you know, when I see Victoria share stuff, I'm just, you know, I want to be like her. I want to be like you. And it's like, well, (laughs) if you are willing to sit down and have this conversation, and that could be a hard conversation because we were taught at such a young age not to invest in ourselves. We were taught in order to succeed, we have to please everybody else. So when you're caught doing something for yourself, like it's, you feel guilty. You're like, oh, I'm not going to go out. And then your friends could be like, oh, come on, go like, let's go have a drink. Or your boss is like, well, can you stay another six hours? And you're like, I'm exhausted. (laughs) Burnout. (laughs) So anyone with burnout and just like, I forgot, I want to be who I was, you know, I want to like when you close your eyes and you think about yourself as a kid and who they, like, I thought it as a kid, I was going to be like an actress or an astronaut. When I was small, I thought I was going to be like, I think a vet actress of some kind. (laughs) And when I, you know, when I, where I am now, I'm like, I know she's proud of me because I'm having so much fun versus when I was in corporate and I was working in a box. And again, the corporate life was not for me and it it might be suitable for other people. And, you know, I'm here to tell you that we can still make that corporate life spicy. You know, it could be in your relationships. It could be in the bedroom. It could be in your health. It could be in your habits. Yeah. So tell me about this connection between 
someone not knowing their purpose and their sexuality? Like how do they like how how does pleasure and sexuality tie in with you know being connected with your purpose? Um, I feel that it comes from, I'll do an example again. I'll go back to three years ago. I was like, I've done everything now. What, you know? And when I realized there, like, there's so many things where no one's having these conversations, (laughs) at least publicly. And like yoga is becoming really big. Mental health is becoming really big. And I was like, well, let's talk about the power of like owning your sexuality and this is not, it's not about like, you know, as a, like for women, it's, well, I have to go find a man because as a kid, uh, I thought I was like, well, I'm going to be rescued. I'm the maiden. And I'm going to be rescued by this man <laughs> on a white horse, and on a white horse. And he's going to be like, <laughs> mega strong and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I realized in a way, like my, my partner, he showed up he didn't show up on a white horse. It wasn't radiating. He didn't have a flag. He didn't sing me sonnets, but he saw me. He saw right through me and he seen me in my lows and he seen me in my highs. And I realized, you know, as a woman, I was like, in order for me to really step into my superpower, I need to build this empire from within. And that starts with the self-love. And you don't have to like jump right into, you know, this pleasure practice on your own. It could literally be starting with standing in front of the mirror and you can choose to wear something that makes you feel good. You can also choose to, you know, take all your clothes off and, you know, really looking into that mirror and saying, I love you. And the first time I did that, I laughed because it felt silly because it does. And then the next thing I knew, I bawled my eyes out (laughs) Mm. because I was like, oh, my God, I never tell myself that. I tell it to other people all the time. I'm constantly sending all this energy to other people. And at a young age, we're trying to validate our presence to others from children to adolescents to any if you go into, you know, relations, you're like, I got to get my hair done for him. I got to shave my legs you know, get all your work done to show up prim and ready. And the whole time we like, we never really thought about, well, what do, you know, what does Victoria need? Like, what do you need? What would make you feel good? And for some people it's like, Ooh, I have no idea. I've never thought of that before. (laughs) Yeah. I would imagine that if you're able to answer that question for yourself, regardless of the age, because I, you know, even in my work, there are women who are pregnant with whole babies. So, you know, they did something to get pregnant and still Mm -hmm. they're not quite sure about what, like what turns them on or like who they even are aside from being this like source of pleasure for someone else and this, you know, home for another human being who will then turn them into a food source of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I would imagine that this connection between like understanding what do I want and what lights me up, whether it's, you know, sexually or just like the pleasures of, you know, doing things just for the sake of doing for your own self would really help with those boundaries and uh, like like the things that you you spoke to earlier, like really creating those strong boundaries with your family or people who may have had opinions about whatever you were doing. Um, I can imagine how powerful your work is with people when they're like, oh my gosh, this is what I want. And when you know what you want, it's just so much easier to communicate that to others, to say no to things that you know you don't want because you'd rather have this thing over here. This I'm just, I'm so excited about this work. Um, oh, so good. So good. Okay. Um, you are, so like you said, you're, you went to yoga teacher training and you had taken this woman's class and you were so taken by her Um, style and her ability to see you that you then worked with her further. How has your 
I guess, trajectory through this process of being a practicing yogi and then becoming a yoga teacher yourself, how has that informed like your style or your philosophy of, of the way that you teach the embodiment portion or the, the yoga and the movement portion of, um, which we know yoga is more than just the movement, but how does this inform, um, your, yourself as a teacher? So when I, um, it's funny cause like when I go to classes, um, I've had my experiences with teachers who I feel they see me and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm in love. Like it doesn't take me long. Like I will, <laughs> you know, I'm like, Oh, let's connect. Like, tell me more. And, um, when I became a teacher, At first, like in the beginning, I was like, I'm going to learn how to be healthy and do all these really cool poses. And then during training, there's a lot of deep work that comes up. Oh, yeah. It felt like group therapy. (laughs) 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 And um, I wanted to be a teacher. So uh, fast forward through the training, I became a teacher. And my, my thing is like when I step into the room and I'm connecting with students or other teachers... I want to bring this new idea that when we're practicing yoga, it is, it's not going to be about, you know, what you're wearing. It's not about, you know, I've been only doing yoga. This is my first yoga class, or maybe you've been doing yoga for 15 years. And that's amazing. (laughs) Um, My thing is when I teach, I see you too. I see that you just got off work. I see that you just had to drop the kids off at dad's house. I see you just, you know, getting out of traffic or off the clock. I can see you. And I'm here to open this sacred space of, you know, this, I teach a class that's heated. So it's nice and warm. And I open up the circle because that's exactly how I want to be invited. I want to feel welcomed and create this nurturing feel of you're exactly where you're going to be. I'm going to take care of you. And also I'm going to lead you to a a higher place. And that comes from, you know, when people were moving through the asanas, these poses, I'm allowing everyone to create more alignment in their bodies. So I'm like, okay, let's take a look at the toes and like, let's really plant the heels in and just creating a, a more safe alignment because a lot of people see yoga and they're like, well, I can't do that. I'm not flexible enough. And I'm like, whew, if I had a dollar, <laughs> I would be almost as rich as, you know, Tesla. <laughs> but um, my thing is like, I don't want, I don't want to give people that fear of like, well, I, well, she's very, you know, I'm very, I'm small, you know, I'm a small girl in a way. (laughs) And I want people to know that, that it doesn't matter. You know, I can't do a headstand. I can't do the splits, but I do feel good when I do my warriors. I feel radiating. I'm on fire and I'm ready to move my body. So in my classes, it's all about sitting in the pose, aligning the body, creating that safety and sacredness and breathing. And again, I kind of sneak in this experience of slowing down, which kind of goes back to the whole like coaching program of like taking care of yourself because we're going, we're, life is going at a hundred miles an hour, maybe even faster for some other people. So if I can create that space where you can slow down, I'm going to help, you know, maybe we'll go from a hundred to 75 and then we're going to go from 75 to maybe 70, you know, we'll take some time. And we'll drop in. And by the time they leave, some people fall asleep. (laughs) Some people feel like they just, it's exactly what they needed. And that's my favorite. It Teaching fills my cup every single time. Same, same. I, I love teaching so much. I, Uh, which that's been one of the hardest things, which of course, you know, my practice and my teaching um, went online, like a lot of teachers during COVID. And now that the world is opening back up, like I'm so excited. I'm just so excited to like teach in person again. Um, And it's just, you're, you're right. Like it, it really, it really does something when you can drop into who you really are. Like 
I can tell that you're the kind of person that does see people and you want to support and create that container for people to just drop in and kind of leave their loads at the door and be in in practice that is transformative, not just, oh, we're here to like get fit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm someone, I, I'm, a, I'm a yogi that doesn't see yoga as fitness. I know there's lots of different opinions. For me, yoga is a practice. It is a relationship building tool between yourself and yourself. Um, and so I love that that people get the the privilege of, of working with you in real time. Um, and then, so like you would, had mentioned a little bit earlier about um, the kind of person that you work with, the kind of woman that you work with, um, I know you have this one-on-one program. Tell me a little bit more about Bloom. Like, how did that? How did you come to that particular offering? And then, what what does it look like to work with you in that particular container? So, Bloom is pretty new, and I got, I had this feeling to like, well, what else can I do in Lotus Lifestyle? And when I kept thinking about like my story and the tools that I used, the, the rituals I installed in my own personal lifestyle, I was like, I really like, I want to share this with the world. Like, how can I do that? And, you know, coaching is one of those containers. I was like, I can create this intimate space, whether we meet in person, if we're in the same area or we can meet virtually, which is even more supportive for a lot of people across the world. And Bloom came to me and I thought, okay, let me create this sacred space, this beautiful container where I can help women or men, you know, I'm, I'm open, you know, I'm not, I don't want to close my doors to anybody. And I do know that, you know, some people might find me a lot. Some people might find me just right. (laughs) (laughs) So Bloom is this uh, program of for birth and growing, regrowth, like Lotus, like my, <laughs> my business is based on the Lotus, the symbol of growing through the murky waters. And my program bloom came from the side of a lot of stuff has happened throughout, like as we're growing throughout our age. And sometimes there are a lot of things that are left behind. And that includes ourselves. That includes our desires our dreams, our health. And then I'd like to share that. I'd like to bring these tools up front. And my promise is, you know, it it is a healing journey. It's a beautiful, savory journey. And at the same time, I can't promise you that, you know, by the time we're done, you'll be, you know, getting naked in front of a camera. I can't promise you that. because every experience is authentic and you might be more focusing on just, you know, how do I create more boundaries in all my relationships? And I'm here to work that through with you because you're not alone. There are other people who've had the same thought process who are other people who are like, well, I want to, I wish I could wear that dress or I wish I could get up in front of this audience and give the presentation with that confidence So Bloomed was birthed from my personal experiences, my mindset, and my desire to just, I love getting to know people. And I'm like, share me your stories, you know, tell me about you. What do you want? Like, what, what lights you up? What brings you so much joy? Beautiful. I love that. So if there is a woman right now and... Let's call her Mandy. And Mandy is, um, she's been in her career for seven years. And she's bored with life, but not really sure that she's bored with life. Like maybe she's just like, maybe she just needs a vacation. And so, you know, she does that. And maybe she just needs to like date someone new because, you know, she hasn't fully committed in a partnership, but doesn't see a problem with it. It's like, you know, whatever, she's still youngish. And so she's like playing the field, right? And, but like everything collectively in her life just doesn't feel like it fits. What would you tell Mandy 
about like what what is what is one thing that you could tell Mandy that would and, and I'm saying Mandy like she's a real person. Um if you are a real Mandy out there, hi. Um but <laughs> what what would you tell her like if in the in that moment where she's maybe sitting on her floor collapsed in her bedroom by herself in her home that she worked really hard to afford and full of beautiful things. And she's like, something in my life just isn't working. What is one thing you would want her to know? I would want her to know that there is something better within her reach. You have everything you need and the tools but there is something better. You like, she is worthy and deserving of something more exciting. And it's Mm. there. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. I love that. All right, Miss Victoria. So this is a question that I ask everyone. And because this podcast is called Stay and it's essentially, you know, dedicated and committed to all of our journeys in connecting with ourselves and staying with ourselves and saying yes to ourselves when we could otherwise walk away. I would love to know what practices you specifically lean on when you need to stay with yourself. How do you stay with yourself when life is challenging or you're being called to move out of your comfort zone? Mm. I actually had this happen recently, (laughs) which is why March has just been such a blessing. Um, I, I realized like I got caught up in, um, a lot of, I would call probably masculine structures and just balancing calendars, meeting after meeting. And at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I did that job. I did this and, you know, go to bed. And I noticed this cycle immediately and I could feel the other like feminine part of me, the one that's like, who usually takes baths and has a glass of wine maybe, or schedules a date night was like in the dark. So when I start to notice like these, it could be getting even upset at the smallest, smallest thing. Like my dogs, like, um, I don't know, barking. And I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) And I'm like, why did I yell at them? You know, why if I call a friend and I just start like pouring out all this negative stuff, it's like, well, wait a minute. I didn't even ask her if she was available to receive that. So my favorite, some of my favorite things to bring myself back to center, to bring myself to closer to like just my heart in general to like integrate that sunshine (laughs) is literally stepping away from technology, like no social media doing a 24 hours or maybe a weekend. Don't post it. Don't scroll, stay away from TikTok. (laughs) Just, you know, step away. If the weather is great, you know, go outside. I'm a huge, like, I love the sun. Um, We went out earlier and it's, you know, not too cold. It's not too hot, but it's just right. And I just stood there and let the sun warm up my skin. And I felt so good. And I was like, this is nice. You know, it's, it's quiet. It's not noisy. And um, so I would highly recommend getting lost in some nature therapy, really connecting back to yourself. And sometimes a lot of creativity can flow from being outside because if you if you can leave your phones behind and, you know, your Blackberries, whatever, and just kind of focus on just enjoying this moment of walking or running, you everything, you start to forget everything. Like what even was wrong earlier? Why even was I angry? Um, and also just to add a little spice to that, (laughs) I definitely love the idea of integrating self-pleasure practices that if I'm in a place where I'm like, I'm feeling really good about myself. It's been a really great week. You know, I will literally create, I will set this scene from like, think of any 
romantic movie, Hallmark movie, whatever you like. Maybe not as Fifty Shades, but I will light some candles. I will put on some music and I will take care of myself. You know, I will enjoy this connection. And at the end of it, I feel relaxed and I feel like a lot of weight has been lifted off my chest and all the way down to my womb space. And it's just, I get to lay there. There's nowhere else I need to be. I'm exactly where I want. And I trust. And that's, that's probably one of my favorite things to do is trust in the pleasure practice. (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. Um, Yeah. All of that, more of that for all of us. So how can people who are loving you and your voice, how can they connect with you? Give us all the, give us all the deets. Oh, yes. I would love to connect. I am on Instagram at Victoria underscore Eisenhower. And my last name, it's it's almost, it's pronounced like the president Eisenhower, but it's spelled like vanilla ice, like ice, ice, baby. It's I C E N as a Nancy H O W E R. You can also find my Facebook page, Victoria Eisenhower Lotus lifestyle on Facebook. Um, those are probably my definitely like my places. Um, and all my contact information is there. Uh, my Facebook page has my email. You can message me through DMs. You know, I'm here for all of it. And um, I've got these letters that I send out every two weeks. They're called my Lotus Love Letters. And it's my love letter to you. Um, whether it's a inspirational story or just something that kind of comes up for me. And I'm like, I'd really like to send it their way because it might be exactly what they need to bring a little sun to their morning. I love that. And I'll have links to all these things in the show notes. So just if you're on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just look at the notes below this episode and you can click and directly go and follow Victoria in all the places and send her a DM and let her know that you want to connect because she's such a gift. And I love that you are doing this work I love that you answered the call to yourself and that you are surrounded by and held by so much support um, in doing so, which always feels like the best kind of confirmation. So I want to thank you for taking the time to share with us today. And, you know, I just, I love seeing how you're working in the world. Thank you so much. I am so honored. When you were like, yes, I'd love to have you. I was like, she sees me. (laughs) And um, I love working with others who share a similar uh, vision or even passion. And um, if you don't mind, I do have one little chicken nugget I'd love to leave with your audience. Totally. Go for it. Um, I was kind of thinking back to Mandy. Shout out to Mandy. Hey, Mandy. I I think one of the most powerful things I've ever uh, thought about was it's um, the way we process things and taking divine action with divine discipline. So no matter where you are right now is perfect. Six months from now, you can either be where you are, and that's perfect, or you can be somewhere else six months from now. And that decision is going to come from you. And it could very well be taking that path of least resistance, which looks like putting yourself first. And I can definitely tell you that investment, whether it starts with a walk, what maybe it starts with that mirror talk, it's, it's a start. And that start is just enough progress to your perfection. Mm. Mic drop from <laughs> know, <right>? Victoria. <laughs> ice, ice, baby. 
<laughs> I, <laughs> how many times have you had to <laughs> to spell your name in this? So, you know, we all we all get this rhythm. Uh, you know, we, we're used to telling people how to say our names. Like I'll tell people like, oh, my name's Takesha. And they're like, Takesha? I was like, yeah, like the sound of a snare drum. Takesha, Takesha, Takesha. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so like we all have this thing that we do. So like how long have you been saying like Eisenhower, like the president, but like ice, ice baby. Has it been a while? Ice, ice baby. Yeah. I think I kind of started that, um, I think two years ago because I started having more fun. I've also had his last name since we got married. <laughs> um, but it's, it's fun because it makes me feel unique. And I do the same thing with like Victoria. Cause I'll say, Oh, I'm Victoria. And they're like, Oh, like what's your secret? I was like, well, they declined my application because I enjoy pasta so much. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, they they didn't accept me. I have different, you know, I've got a whole different thing going on. (laughs) (laughs) People are so clever. What's your secret? Um, Well, it has been such a pleasure and so much fun to chat with you. I hope you have the very best day. Um, And, you know, I'll see you around. See you around the hood. Thank you, Takesha. This has been so awesome. And thank you, Takesha's listeners, for saying this sounds like a good this sounds like a good idea I this has been a lot of fun I love a great conversation and I get super hyped when it comes to self-love and growth so thank you so much I I love this you're so welcome y'all reach out to Victoria follow her in all the places and be prepared to learn and open up in your own incredible capacity and work with her for sure because she's doing such transformational work with women here and all over the place. You all take care and until next time. <laughs>